0: Oh, oh, oh. I'm a rocket man, uh-uh. rocket man, and I think it's gonna be a long yeah, time.
1: I'm good. You got
2: everything you need?
1: Yeah. Do you not like this? Is this okay? <laughs> no, you're okay? no, you perfect. Okay?
2: You had enough food, enough to drink? Oh, I'm ready, Freddy. You ready to go? I'm good to go. Are you excited?
1: I can't wait.
2: Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another Conversations from a Room. This is Christian Lugo, and I'm here with a wonderful, wonderful guest.
0: Oh. Al- yeah, oh, all there- right. Well, I was but just going
2: to... So Alex- here's a... Virgil. Ladies and gentlemen, Alex Virgil's in the house. Hi, Christian. It's nice to have you here. Thanks Thank- for having me. So oh. this is the
1: titular room, huh? <laughs> yeah.
2: yeah, today, actually, we're coming to you live from Julio Messias's studio. Oh, he has his, a whole apartment. It's very we're, much not he, a studio. We're, we're sitting so, in the studio that. area of his apartment. So we're surrounded by pianos and guitars. Oh. And Julio Messias himself, he's in the corner. Say hi, Julio. Hey, what's up, guys? <laughs> <laughs> he's here to, he's here to uh, make sure that we're not misbehaving and he's basically just gonna you know give us a little bit of tips now and then
1: yeah, yeah. You don't piss in the tips. Room, <laughs> as
2: long as we don't that's number one rule don't piss in the room rule number two don't talk about pissing in the room Ah,
1: oh, you're right
2: Well, I'm so glad you're here. I've been wanting to sit down and chat with you. Thanks. Uh, We met each other recently because we are starting to do this little sketch group called A Fresh of Breath Air, which I'm very excited about. Very excited. And Julio had told me about this wonderful man who was a director. I probably shouldn't say man because I don't know you that well, so. I'm.
1: most people will say I'm a man. <laughs> if I agree with them or not, so it's fifty-fifty. Yeah, it's fifty-fifty.
2: So, I uh, yeah, I was told about your your directing skills, and I was very, very excited to work with you.
1: Well, thank you, Christian, and thank, uh, and thank you, Julio. You know, <clears throat> I, I'm excited because this is the first time that we will be speaking. Like, really? Yeah, I want to. I want to on get one. deep. I want to get yeah, deep because this will this will hopefully ch- make us. Take the next level. I actually, it's funny. Step. I
2: actually started doing this podcast because I wanted to like make more friends. And mm-hmm. I felt like if I was, if I force them into doing yeah. this, I can learn about them. And then it kind of breaks the seal and it breaks the glass and we can kind of really get, you know, get to know each other more. All about it. So tell us about yourself, man. Where are you from?
1: I am from Tokyo. I grew up born and raised in Japan. Cool. And I lived there my whole life until sophomore year of high school. I moved to Hawaii for a year. Really? Yes, but then I moved back.
2: What were you doing in Hawaii?
1: Fucking high school. Oh, can I swear on this?
2: Oh yeah, yeah. Don't. Worry. I uh, always I like to say this isn't a podcast for children and it's not for parents. Okay, perfect. So that's nice my line ideal demo idea. is neither children just, nor parents. Yeah, yeah. I think our demographic <laughs> is just people people like us. Okay, great. <laughs> Fucking awesome. So you can make all the dick jokes you want. <laughs> But just know that you might meet your future love, and then they might hear this. So, oh, I
1: hope they hear this,
2: <laughs> so they know who you are. Yeah, it saves a lot of time.
1: I hope this is how I meet them. I, hope... <laughs> I heard you on the group podcast. Yeah. Like, oh, <laughs> oh hell yeah. You. Oh, you listen to that. Hell yeah. yeah.
2: So, uh, you were you went to high school in Hawaii? Well, which island?
1: Oahu. I was I was on the west side of Oahu, so like very much not in Honolulu. Mm-hmm. Not what you picture. Okay. It, it was a pretty like. For someone who had visited Hawaii growing up as a very tourist destination, it was like the opposite side of Hawaii.
2: Okay. You know, that explains a lot about you. Very rural. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so last time I spoke to you, you said that you still speak uh, Japanese.
1: I do. Poorly. Yeah. Poorly? Relative to how I used to speak. Could I ask you
2: a favor? Mm. Can you say in your native language, welcome to conversations from a room?
1: Yeah. Uh, like, Hold on. Hold on. I got to think about it. <laughs> I got to think about whether, whether to say conversations from a room in like the anglicized way or okay. whether to like, uh, all right, well, I'm just going to say conversations from a room. Sure, room. sure, okay. sure. Conversations from a room. Tokyo hey, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Metro is going to hire just, me I now. Just,
2: I just lost half my Japanese viewers. <laughs> <laughs> like, you, yeah, that's you, you insulted half of the country. <laughs> Thank you so much. And I, I don't mean to probe you. I just thought it would be fun no. to have, yeah. Oh, absolutely. Well, um, so you moved from Japan to Hawaii. Yeah, to How did Hawaii. you get all the way to the United States?
1: So then I moved back. The thing The thing is, my dad's from Seattle. Okay. My dad's American. Um, My mom's Japanese, but he just happened to get a job in Japan right before I was born. So they moved there. So I went to an American school my whole life. Um, actually, I graduated from the same school as uh, Oliver Platt. You guys, you guys know who he that is? he sounds familiar. He's he he's like he was like the bad guy in 2012. He's one of the Three Musketeers and the one that we grew up on. Um, if you see his face, if you see his face, you'll be like, like I never saw 2012. I'm gonna look
2: it up. I never yeah, saw Oliver Platt. Shout tr- out. I never saw the new Three Musketeers. So realistically, you could be making this up, and I'll totally believe you. Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. Well, um, this, wait, hold on. Oh yeah, I got oh, yeah Let me see. Oh see. See. yes, I know exactly yeah, what you're talking you about. This guy. this guy was in a. Executive he was decision. in the first season of the Fargo series. Was he? Yeah. Yeah, he's the guy. I think he, he was like Fargo? a He was like a business guy and then he gets like blackmailed or something like that. That also makes sense. I forget I what, what happened. Yeah, he's in a lot of stuff. So what was it like for you traveling so much and like meeting having to
1: like start over at schools and neighborhoods? It's interesting. I mean, so I mean, I had grown up in the same school until I moved to Hawaii. Mm-hmm. So for me it was like you know, middle of high school when I had all these friends that I grew up with. Yeah. So it was kind of that moving experience. But, I mean, I've never been foreign to the idea of having to adapt to wherever I am. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, if I'm in Japan, I'm too American because I'm wearing, like, Nikes out. You know, and Japanese <laughs> kids all have, like, uniforms. So there were a lot of times in middle school where we'd be at an arcade. And, so you like,
2: kind of always felt like the oddball out? Oh, yeah. Kids would really? like,
1: pick fights with us just because we look different. Okay. Even though, you know. Me and my friends, we looked pretty Japanese.
2: So you were too American for Japan, and then you were too, J- Japanese, too Japanese for, for, for yeah. American? Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: Question. So I went to a Japanese school in Mexico. Mm-hmm. And... <laughs> I have no idea what that's like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. Uh, and the uh, people told us, or the way that the, 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 the society was presented to us is that they are very... Um, they for centuries they have isolated themselves and um yeah so that's still very much the case even when you were going there in the 90s early 2000s yeah i mean i would say like to be let's say you're in the entertainment industry let's say you're like an on-screen talent right to be not fully japanese and to be accepted on screen is like a very recent um development like very very recent, yeah. yeah. Like since, and like, since like 2018, I moved away. recent, yeah, like, yeah. Last last five years maybe, um, and like the first district in Tokyo legalized gay marriage, like within the last four years or something like that. Okay, cool. Um, so there, in that sense, I think social media is good because it's bringing them forward in that way. But yeah, growing up, it was very like, I try not to advertise that, um anything more than just a normal japanese person when i was out
2: have you ever had situations where someone uh judges you not judges you but uh treats you differently because they think you're very foreign but realistically you're 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 a very americanated you know person yeah
1: here i mean it, it's one of those it's one of those things that's like super impossible to explain to um my white friends but there are definitely random moments when i notice that i'm like if we're standing in a circle and having a conversation, right? Mm-hmm. There's like certain topics where for some reason suddenly I'm just like I don't exist in the conversation. And they don't
2: realize it. No, they
1: don't realize of it. it. And it's coming yeah. it's not coming out of any malintent at all. Yeah. It's just like like even like football. Uh-huh. You know, like if I mentioned that, like I didn't grow up like the Super Bowl was Monday morning for me because uh-huh. of the time difference. You yeah. know what I mean? And so like anytime sports happens, if it's not soccer, I'm like suddenly kind of put in the background of the conversation. Yeah. And then if it's soccer, it's like, well, you must have watched soccer. And it's like, I mean, yeah, but not because I was overseas yeah. or anything. Yeah. Yeah.
2: I appreciate it when someone kind of shakes me and tells me what's up because just by default, not because I want to, but I will – Say something in a direction where I don't. I don't. You know, I'm. I'm not trying to offend anyone, but I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, sorry, I, I didn't even. I didn't right. even try. You know, and obviously it was much when I was younger, mm-hmm. high school, college, still a little bit. Mm. Now I feel. I. I hope to God I don't like offend right. anyone, but I, I'm constantly. I always want to make sure that everyone feels. Well, it's also you know, two
1: way street. I mean, it's a double edged sword in the sense that, like, I, I know that I don't approach conversations the way, American grown Americans approach conversation. Yeah, like in, in my opinion, a lot of. The natural friendliness that comes with, like, even if you're talking to a stranger in certain contexts, you the way you talk is just, like, way more friendly in a way that I'm not used to, where mm-hmm. it's, like, if it's a stranger, you're trying to be, you know, as formal and, like, on your best behavior or whatever, and I think because of that, people think I'm, like, a, a little more standoffish, mm-hmm. so I don't come in with the same, like, openness that a lot of, you know, my normal American, like, Max, who is a good friend of ours, like, mm-hmm he yeah, but the white guy is- i love watching his journey through right. this time <laughs> yeah and i don't mean that in a condescending way at all no he's, he's he's a champ and he's gonna take it that way and he's gonna know that i'm like there's like <laughs> hilarious there's context in that but g- genuinely i think i do like watching his journey through that because we went to japan last year yeah and, yeah he told and, me and that was like very eye-opening for everyone i think including myself but um yeah watching him like navigate in a because he's like visited Europe and stuff a lot and Asia is just so fucking different. You know what I mean? And like, it's the first place that we've been to where I fit in a hundred times more than he does. That's funny. I think.
2: So you, you were the, uh, you were like the, he was, he was the third wheel in the, in where, oh, yeah. where you Absolutely. and your country were like the, yeah. in the relationship. And
1: already I still feel like an outsider there.
2: So what you was know, your, when you came, when you moved out of Japan, like, mm-hmm. whether it was Hawaii or America, what was your escape? What kind of made you feel grounded? What What, what did you do to help yourself kind of move along?
1: I mean movies is like the big one. Movies is like unequivocally my escape from. What type of movies? I don't like. What was uh, what did you cater to? I mean my like I grew up, I think I grew up in the perfect generation for my dad to sit me down as a kid and show me all the 80s like yeah, Predator, Die Hard, Termi- Alien, Terminator. Yeah, all of Arnold Schwarzenegger <laughs> we like were, the first literally when we were watching exactly. like an hour ago. Yeah. yeah, oh yeah, James Cameron movies. Yeah, like yeah. everything. Same like lethal weapon, you know. Yeah, Star Wars. Yeah, Star Wars. Sure. I still remember like like I don't I remember I don't remember the first time I ever saw the VHS set that we had, you know, the classic mm-hmm. one with like the blue It was about and the, the signs the of a cinder block. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I do remember like the first time like sitting down and watching it. Like that was huge. Yeah. Know, Jurassic Jurassic Park is like probably the single most important movie in my life. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Just Same because here. of like when I saw it, the context in which I saw it and like brought me into consciousness. Like know?
2: some people ask me my favorite films, and I, I traditionally go to Jurassic Park, Back to the Future. Yeah.
1: Um oh yeah, Back to the Future is another
2: future. Uh, yeah. Like the whole trilogy is my, my favorite. Uh I'm trying to think of like other eighties stuff that I I've watched recently.
1: You made me watch like Cocoon and stuff, which as a kid. <laughs> yeah, I like Cocoon didn't even was care cool. But it.
2: I wasn't I wasn't into stuff like that. It was more like just just like yeah. what Michael Bay does now, but right back then. Oh yeah, it was yeah. like
1: Spielberg's the middle, and then yeah, Ron yeah. Howard was like too soft, like soft yeah, for me yeah at the yeah.
2: time, I guess yeah. Ron Howard was yeah, it was he, Ron Howard was trying to get that Oscar. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Where where get, James Cameron care. and Spielberg were just trying to make fun no. films. No, yeah, and yeah. then of course
1: like around that time, you know, the Mummy series with Brendan mm-hmm. Fraser was yeah, out. That those was, were great, like, huge. Yeah, um, yeah.
2: But how did the how did the director's standpoint started to come into your life? <laughs>
1: I don't know. Um, I, I that's one of those things. I can tell you, like the exact moment that I felt the desire to like make movies, blah blah, blah all that kind of stuff. But mm-hmm. I don't know when I wanted to go from being on camera to like constructing. It, it just
2: to you it was more. It was like a natural sort of step yeah. in life. Yeah, it's not even like he woke up one morning. It was more like right. I do this now. You know? I think the more I got yeah.
1: into like watching my own TV shows was when I started realizing that writing and making What do you mean your films? own TV shows? Well, just like, you know, as a kid, especially because I was the youngest in the family, like, mm-hmm. I was watching what everyone else in the family was watching, mm-hmm. which I think.
2: Oh, I mean, like, watching stuff for yourself. And yeah, not because, exactly. Yeah. And,
1: like, really thinking for myself, like, why I like things. Mm-hmm. And I realized, like, when you start watching, like, sitcoms and comedy, you realize that a lot of the people on screen have, way more of a say on what's going on behind camera mm-hmm. and a lot of the times it's like goes hand in hand and I think that was when I started realizing that I wanted to like make it more than be in it yeah obviously so, being in so it you be realized awesome.
2: early on a director is really what who makes it all happen yeah you know what I mean yeah yeah that for me it was like growing up I always wanted to be an actor I knew that very very young because mm-hmm. I love to I love to make you know, people laugh and right. entertain and all that. It, for me, it was when I watched like a lot of Jim Carrey movies, like mm-hmm. Ace Ventura, obviously mm-hmm. The Mask. Liar, liar was like a huge one because he he was just like you, you see him like physically making the tra- like right the transformations, and it was just like oh my god, I want to do I want to do that. <laughs> yeah, I feel that. Yeah, yeah. But but it is it is like I was actually talking to Max about this the other day, where he said you guys were shooting somebody for Drifters, mm-hmm. and he said that. There was a a woman who was on the scene in the scene mm-hmm. who wasn't really capturing what she needed to do, mm-hmm. but he said it, it worked out so nice because you were able to mm-hmm. pull it out of her. You were able to mm-hmm. get the performance that needed to happen for the shot. Yeah, and that's the essence of an important director. It's to it's to figure out how to communicate with the actor right. to give them the best performance they can without having to tell them what to do. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean.
1: Yeah, acting I think was just like as a kid, you know, when you want to do entertainment, acting is like the easiest, easiest route to get into it because mm-hmm. it's like no kid.
2: And you've acted too, right? You've done yeah. acting, and you've, oh yeah, Went to you've, I've heard you school. done stand up, improv, all that. Mm-hmm. So you know, you know it all. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: And um, yeah, I think that I think it really helped that at the time, you know, because I wanted to make movies before YouTube, and I didn't have a camera lying around at the house that I could always use. And what stuff was your like first that.
2: camera? My actual first, camera? yeah, like the one you, like you when you started
1: shooting with. Jeez, probably the first thing is some some shitty like digi, Sony digicam that yeah, we yeah. got at Costco, like the ones you hold, like yeah, the, yeah. yeah, absolutely, yeah. I mean, same here with the, with the flip screen or whatever it is, yep. yeah. And I didn't even like shoot a lot of stuff in high school with my friends because mm-hmm. so, at the time I was like, you know, I had committed enough to acting where I knew that that was what I was going to get into college for. Like, I didn't get into film school but I was like I can get in for acting. Oh,
2: you self-trained for film? Yeah. For directing? Yeah, mostly. No shit, man. That's awesome. Yeah. I, I mean, wouldn't I've, have guessed I've,
1: that. I've done I've done like in high school I did like a film pro, uh competition. Sure. And that was like the first time I actually like like learned what the other roles you know yeah. explicitly were yeah, other yeah. than just like yeah, I'm the guy that films it whatever. That's awesome. Um but yeah, I mean like A a good uh, analogy is like when I was in middle school, I really wanted to do music. And there's two options, choir or band, right? I want to do band, but Mm -hmm. it's $200 of renting Mm -hmm. materials. So it's like, well, if it's going to teach me music, I'm going to do choir if that's what the only thing my parents are going to allow me to do. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of how I, to me, how I fell into acting is like you can do after school theater at school. Yeah. You know, we didn't have any film. We didn't have any film at our school. Do you much. come from artistic family?
2: Do you have anyone else in your family? Who's, yes. Okay. Who? Yeah,
1: my sister. My sister's like a huge. She went to Stanford for theater. Um, oh, really? Yeah, and she she was always more of like she older than you. The, yeah, four years older, and she made she was like way more crew side of things mm-hmm. than. Um and also my mom was like a singer and a dancer and like really she was just like way more artistic. Everyone That's on my so mom's nice. side of the family is like. Very artistic. That's which so is like cool. where I got that.
2: That's awesome. Where I'm from.
1: So yeah, I mean, I don't think I ever had a choice in in doing performance art. Like mm-hmm. I, did, I did ballet growing up. I never, I don't remember when I started it.
2: I did ballet in middle school and tap. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah, good yeah. on yeah. you, man. Yeah, yeah. I fucking hated
1: it. Yeah, I, oh, I,
2: don't get me wrong. I hated it too. I yeah. hate choreography. I can't. I, I just, I'm, I'm very like.
1: I'm, you move so well, man. I guess it's, all yeah, it's yeah, all. yeah, yeah, no, in that's that's,
2: that's. But that's it. It's because I hated following <laughs> direction. <laughs> I couldn't be like five, six, seven, eight, da 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 da. Like I was the one in the I want, back. I want to come in on nine. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, you I was the so kid well, in the back though. who was doing my own solo. You know what I mean? Like I got, I got in trouble. That's how you get Were you like that as a kid? Like, did you get in trouble a lot in school?
1: I did. Did you get in
2: trouble a lot, like at home too? Because I got oh, in trouble. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got in trouble a lot at home. Oh no, no, no! It's... I got in trouble constantly in school. Like I, I wasn't a bad kid, but I was a huge troublemaker.
1: Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I think you know a lot of my teachers, like relative to other kids, sure, I was like pretty good, but they had already had my sister, and they knew both my parents because they taught at the school. Yeah, I was the oldest, and they, they like, I know I was the problem child or i was the, i wasn't the problem child so much where you yell at class i'm the problem child where you like call me in after class and ask me what's going on yeah That no, was who i would
2: that was. i i got kicked out of class numerous times yeah. from middle school to college like i would get i would get kicked out of oh, class yeah. constantly
1: oh yeah even from i still remember in second grade i got kicked out of class right right when my dad and his class of students were walking by to do some other project mm-hmm. so literally i'm sitting outside class and my dad kind of walks up to me and he's like what are you doing out here I'm like <laughs> Well, great. You know, I'm the only kid in this whole school that gets kicked out of class and their parent walks right up to them. <laughs>
2: Damn, that sucks, dude. I'm what sorry? was the What was the outlet? What What was the reason why? Or what was the reason why you thought a lot of this was happening?
1: I think, I just, like, I think being the younger one and my sister being the good kid mm-hmm. is just that classic story of, like, yeah, yeah. like, in my mind, she could never do wrong and everything I did was wrong mm-hmm. and even from, like, a time where I didn't even know what I was doing was wrong. Like, I've built... Like I think I'm a very efficient liar mm-hmm. with my parents. <laughs> we all are. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah but yeah. way more than my sister because Yeah. I just like there girls wasn't going to be gr- anything I do. Girls did. are
2: very very mature and I, right. I like I have a sister and I feel like I feel like I got away with so much more because I hid things from my Mm -hmm. parents where I felt Mm -hmm. like she felt like she was obligated to, like, be honest with them. Right. And I'm sure she, there's things she didn't say. I don't know what it is, you know? I think it's also just a fact that men don't really share their feelings a lot, too.
1: Yeah. I think I decided early on that, like, even if I did something that I thought was right, I was likely going to get yelled at for it. Mm -hmm. So, might as well just, like, my parents not know what I'm doing. Yeah, for sure. Which I think. Yeah, out of fear. Yeah, and, like, movies was something that, like, all my my family loved, but Mm -hmm. they never... there was never a sense of authority about what they were saying about movies Mm -hmm. over Mm -hmm. you know anything else i did was something they wanted me to do so therefore any version that i did it at like age eight wasn't going to be as good as they wanted me to do it for sure but movies is the one thing where like i could tell them stuff yeah well Um, let's
2: let's get into that let's get into film so this is the this is the main theme of the podcast we talk about movies perfect uh we talk about some music Awesome. And we'll get into some books that you recommend. Uh, yeah, that, that's uh, usually the shortest segment. Uh, Garfield? But. Uh, but
0: <laughs> you ever read it could be Dr. Seuss. <laughs> yeah, you ever read <laughs> the that? The Giving one? Tree. Yeah.
2: But, uh, yeah, man. So, uh, right off the bat, yeah. I noticed that you were a huge movie buff. Obviously, yeah, cool. you, you love to direct, you love to act, you love film. Uh-huh. So, I like to ask what's the best movie you've ever seen? Like your favorite movie. It doesn't have to be the My best movie you've ever seen. Man, your favorite so movie. Hard. And then I, I like to ask you. What was the last movie you saw that really stuck to you? Okay, and you're either your the worst movie you've ever seen or your mm-hmm. guilty pleasure film. Ah, uh, it's here about your some of your favorites. You don't I, have to see, name, yeah, yeah, yeah. name one. But no, what, totally. what are some of your favorite movies?
1: Yeah, I've been asked this a bunch. Here, one one of them, like, okay, two right off the bat. Okay, Galaxy Quest. <laughs> galaxy yeah, quest
2: oh man if that's your favorite i can't wait to hear your guilty pleasure yeah, right. man. that's awesome <laughs> galaxy, galaxy quest, quest is a great movie is
1: is like the first time where i was like oh like funny carries yeah, like, yeah, I, yeah. that was awesome
2: like oh a, a movie can be good and self-aware right that's insane. exactly and i think yeah. that's the
1: first time that i watched a comedy where i understood what was being spoofed yeah you know for what I sure mean? Um so I just Sam remember Sam Rockwell that. is in oh movie. My yeah, God, he's great yeah. in the movie. Yeah. Oh, so many people I feel like the last 10 years I've been saying that, but for me it was like Sam Rockwell was like a childhood <laughs> for me. Yeah. Cause he's just the plucky comic relief guy. Yeah. That's when I. That's when I realized I was like, I yeah. want to be the pluck, plucky. We
2: comic were just talking guy. about who were we saying downstairs about an actor who's who's like the plucky comedy guy, and who was doing more serious stuff. Oh, oh, Bill Paxton. Bill Paxton. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. He's oh, another, Bill Paxton. Yeah, he's yeah. great. Hey, he's another good one. Yeah, I think so.
1: So, Galaxy Quest is. Galaxy I would Quest say is, that's a perfect choice. Yeah, Galaxy Quest was like second grade or something. Mm-hmm. And then Shaun of the Dead did the same thing for me. Yeah, Shaun of the Dead was great in like middle school.
2: Okay, so you're really into like well done comedies, Absolutely. comedies that are like that. Are like, guys, let's make a good film. Mm-hmm. But it's it's funny that you don't go, you don't cater to like Mighty Python or like Lampoon stuff, which was taken as like a serious comedy. Right. You know what I mean,
1: I think I love those, but for me, but I'll... it's our
2: it's our generation. It's the 2000s. Yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, for sure, what we grew up on. Yeah. Like, like I would say I liked. The 2000 Star Wars because those are the first Star Wars I right, saw. Right, right, The other ones are better, but I still like them because those are the first ones we we ever yeah. saw. You know yeah, yeah. I mean?
1: It's like my adult brain doesn't like Yoda jumping around, but my child brain. Was <laughs> yeah, like, my child. Yes, brain Give it to
2: finally, me. Give it to me. Finally, we yeah. get to see that he. Getting all the CGI it. Yodas you have. Absolutely. Yeah. See, that's why I feel like we could watch all films together because, like, for example, me and Julia love watching Venom because <laughs> it's so it's so oh, yeah. ridiculous. But it's a fun movie, you know what exactly. I mean? And that's that felt like is. a two thousands movie. That's what it. Yeah, that's what I heard. Yeah, yeah. That was usually the you biggest criticism, it? right? You haven't seen it yet.
0: No, I haven't seen oh. it. It
2: was
1: kind of low key. George of the Jungle with the symbiote. Fuck no, no no, yes. no, 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 no,
2: no. It was low key liar liar with the symbiote because oh my it's like God, he's fighting yes. two different personalities. No, I just, I no, no, like no, no, no. I'm sorry. Me, myself, and I. One of those Jim Carrey movies. The, the
1: street where he where it happens, or where she lives on, I think is the same street where. Uh, Legitimately, C. that's hilarious. Oh yeah, yeah. I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. I wouldn't yeah. be surprised.
2: Yeah, yeah. What did you think of like? Oh, oh, Fraser, obviously well the one. first
1: Spider-Man. First Spider-Man. Oh, was Tom like McGuire. first first DVD I bought with my own money. Yeah, yeah, for sure. First Spider-Man soundtrack. First soundtrack I ever bought. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh my god. Wait, was it Spider-Man one or two that Nickelback is in? Uh, probably all and three of them. Be honest with you. Uh, it's probably the first one, one. The first one. Yeah. Oh man, Danny Alfman. Yeah. Yeah, great, um, great score. Yeah, the Spider Man, Spider Man and X Men, of course. Mm-hmm. Really, cause I remember like seeing the big... first
2: X Men in theaters and thinking oh, like, yeah. this is probably one of my favorite movies now." Oh, yeah, yeah, that was huge. I'm right. I saw yeah, I saw that. Yeah, like I didn't know who half the actors were. I don't think I knew who any of the actors were besides like Halle Berry. <laughs> That was it. That's I never, funny. I never seen Hugh Jackman. No, I don't think I knew who Patrick Stewart was. No, but I thought those were like the best actors in the world.
1: Yeah, Patrick Stewart, I only knew because of Star Trek. Mm-hmm. But even then, I was like, you know, he was so much cooler and, and yeah, X-Men. yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: So what are yeah, what's some movies okay, maybe so like as you like, got maybe I... as you got older that you started to respect more? Like maybe in college, can, you couldn't really like understand or you weren't wise enough to really get my
1: like when you were younger. My my like. As a student of film, mm-hmm. like one of my top ones is The Long Goodbye, which is a Richard, or sorry, Richard, Robert Altman movie. Okay. Um, and it stars Elliot Gould and it's based off an Elmore Leonard book. And is it's this Young like, Elliot Gould? Yes. Okay. It's like, it's perfect age Elliot Gould. Where, <laughs> Peak Elliot? <laughs> yeah, where he's like a little bit over everything. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. like his neighbors are like hippy-dippy sure. um, yogis who like do do like yoga outside naked, and he just doesn't care. Yeah. He's just trying to feed his cat. I, know, like it, I like vibe? it. I like Gould a lot. Yeah. yeah. Oh, he's so good. And this movie, this movie was great because I... Visited LA in the summer before college to do like orientation and all that. Mm-hmm. And I, one of my men, film mentors from the film competition I did in high school, she took me out to this movie, and it was just like it was an education in like what film could be. You know what I mean? That's and awesome. I don't think it's like Robert Altman's like best movie or anything like that. I don't that.
2: think I ever had a mentor I, when it when it comes to like things that I've learned. I just grab from different sources right. around. Yeah, you know, from from throughout my life. Yeah, I feel
1: that. This this one competition I did in high school was like the only place where I actually had like older people who were in it teach me until college. Yeah, and you know of course it was the best. It was the first time I ever had a panic attack. Oh, what? Like old were you? Straight up hyperventilated. Sixteen.
2: Damn, I didn't yeah. have mine until I was like maybe 23. Oh man, twenty three.
1: I hit, I hit like the render button for the final time <laughs> as I was editing. I finished it, and then it was in Hawaii too, and I literally couldn't breathe, so I had to. Like, walk elevate down to the first floor, walk three blocks to the beach, and just go in- underwater. And I couldn't breathe <laughs> until I went underwater and I came up, and then I was like, fine again.
2: Because you were forced to like open your, your lungs. Yeah, it, it was the period. first
1: time that I, I like couldn't control my wow, breathing. It that's was, insane. Oh, man, man, that was a crazy feeling. And I was yeah. like, if But you this know what? Good, You'll use like,
2: that for the rest of your life. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's like,
1: yeah. You know, it, it's insane. nice to know that I cared about. Getting that film done right. I was going it was nice way. to
2: think, know that I cared about like not dying, not to, <laughs> and yeah, so no, I had to no, go no. to the beach. So I learned how to breathe again. <laughs> no, I, I could have just laid here beached. and died. But there was no. some like
1: fucking primal, like primordial thing going on. Where yeah, I was, like, yeah. I yeah to it's a fighter. It's water. a fighter flight that yeah. that you
2: never realized that you had until the moment happened. Oh, yeah. yeah, for that sure. Was crazy. I've man. I've been through that. I've been through that before.
1: So, yeah, so what was this film that you were you were about you were you were working on? Um, so it was like this interesting, it was like a it was like this competition that was also educational and it was all set in Hawaii and the whole point was to create That's how
2: they that's how they promote for it. Guys, it's a competition that's also, also educational. educational yeah. So you're going to have a good time, kids.
1: And uh, meanwhile, I'm just like I just want that laptop. I saw <laughs> yeah, the yeah, laptop, yeah. you know, yeah. just give me the fucking laptop. So they give you a laptop but, if you win? Yeah, my first laptop what I won. You won. Wow, look at that. You got it. It was all worth it. It was all worth it. A lot more prizes that were promised that I never got because they went bankrupt. But wait, wait. Wait, what year was this? Oh eight. No. So it was was it a Mac? A lot the ones that the ones that were like fat and like a teal cover. It was the white MacBook. It was like right before they changed to the silvery. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was it was like a pretty decent one. That's awesome, man. Yeah. I didn't have to pay for it, which is huge.
2: It's it weighed about
1: 60 pounds mm. back then it was 60 pounds of pride <laughs> yeah. that's awesome man lugging that shit around but yeah the long goodbye is one that i feel like is like my brain likes it you know okay I mean? so that's
2: like your artistic yeah that's, that's like your 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 muse
1: yeah and with then, elliot gould yeah yeah and i would say i mean jurassic park again is for like sure yeah the timeless what
2: do you what do you think of the the newer ones they're fun. Yeah, they're fine. They're all right. They're not they're not you're, we're not expecting to, to have the same you know the same no. feelings as the first one but yeah. they still did the and job. I appreciate you know?
1: that they try to address it, you yeah. know, like kids don't care about seeing dinosaurs anymore. Yeah. It's like as as someone who remembers the first time. I love I love when
2: they had the like when they like even when they incorporate more and more mm-hmm. when they use like prosthetics, what's it called for the dinosaurs?
1: Like animatronics, practicals. practicals? Yeah, yeah, when they use like, pra- I, I, I like that
2: they're trying to do that again because they did that for the last film, right? Right, and I think it works. No, it it, totally it, it works. honestly, it, it looks nice, it gives it
1: a texture that's just like doesn't exist in mm-hmm. CGI, yeah, yeah, yeah. You
2: know, that's why it's fun to watch the 80s movies because they that's when they exactly. were still They they're trying to master it. You know, yes. 80s and 90s, they were still doing practical oh, yeah. pieces and sets, Dude, and the it thing, looks thing, man, yeah, the thing. Th- oh yeah, it's the thing, so yeah, 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 yeah. Like so a lot of people, good. like a, a lot of a big judgments on on like, for example, the Justice League movie is that mm-hmm. it looks like it's all filmed on a set, right. right? Like you know, it nothing about those films are practical. You know what yeah. I mean? Like even Avengers, you can feel like it's a it's a merge of both. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like you can feel a little bit of both, where they feel like they're on real land, on real places. You know, a lot of it is obviously green screen and all that, but they yeah. use components that feel real. Yeah, you know, and you have to. You really, really have to co- sort of go back to like the original aspects of how to make a film to make it feel more at base. Because there's only Absolutely. so much 4K, you know, green screen you can do until we're like, guys, this is bullshit. We yeah, don't... I mean, I can't.
1: I can like obviously there are a lot of great movies that use visual effects that I never even noticed. Mm-hmm. But I feel like you know, like 300 probably was the first time that yeah. where it was like all green screen and and they killed it. Mm-hmm. And then ever since then, it's been like
2: yeah. Well, I feel like I feel I like tell. James Cameron is a good person to recognize for introducing mm-hmm. more and more aspects of of uh, CGI because Avatar right. was a huge leap. Right. right now, I hear Alita is like a good one to go see, mm-hmm. and like, yeah, maybe he isn't who like how he stands before like how he was in the '80s, but right. he's still trying innovating new yeah. ideas. You know what I mean? So you have to give him credit. I respect him for that. Yeah, he
1: just, he just. I hope Avatar Two is you mean two
2: two through seven <laughs> yeah, they, they're already signed on for like seven the movies. the second
1: one's like avatar water water avatar is it really yeah, it's i have
2: video. no i haven't read up read in on I any of know. it i don't know what's what any of it's gonna be i don't know all right so let's hear uh one yeah, of the worst the movies one?
1: you've seen <laughs> one of the worst movies there's so many bad movies or just
2: one like a guilty pleasure that you know it's bad but you just like, you enjoy watching like a bad boys two type of thing,
1: but like you love watching it. You see, I don't even see bad boys two as a, yeah, (laughs) I know. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Cause it's still a fun movie. Yeah, Yeah, man. Yeah. Oh, this is, this is one. I don't even know if I ever want to admit this, uh, but that's probably what you're going for. This is just so bad that it's irredeemable. Um, Alien versus Predator Requiem. Oh,
2: for sure. Yeah, I like, actually just watched that recently. I think it's on like on HBO or something.
1: People like hate it to a point where I think if you admit it publicly, that mm-hmm. you're like fine with it. Is that the one where like,
2: they go to the Predator planet or something? No, like No, no, no. That?
1: That's that's Predators, which is which no, I thought no, was pretty no, no, decent. No,
2: no, 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 no. Yeah, because there's two Alien versus Predator films, or there's only yeah. one. No, there's two. Okay, which there's is one which in is the Antarctic, one? and then the one this I'm the talking
1: one. about is the one where they're in like a Colorado town. It's just, like, Oh, a normal... yeah, I'm
2: thinking of the one that they're in the Arctic. Yeah, yeah the Arctic the one, one is,
1: like, oh, a fun PG-13. No, 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 That's The Predator. Oh, this is the one that's, like, even worse. This series.
2: one's, like, like it was filmed, like, oh, like, is... like low-budget. Yeah, this yeah, is yeah, low-budget. Yeah, yeah. It's way too And imagine Predator dark. movies and alien movies, low-budget. Yeah. yeah,
1: and they and, and and they kill, like, pregnant women. Yeah, yeah. But they don't even kill pregnant women. They do it on screen in, like, nasty alien ways. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's fucked up, and yeah. it's, like, so bad. But yeah. there's... There's some part of me that's just like, I kind of, like, I care more about it than the first AVP. The first AVP was just fucking, it was just money grab. It was money grab. It was as bad as Freddy vs. Jason. Freddy vs. Jason, at least, was kind of funny.
2: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When I watch movies like that, all I can think about is what was happening behind the camera. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. What was happening on set when they screamed cut? Yeah. Like, was it just like, I imagine the director's, like, smoking cigarettes, like, just, like, drinking a lot of coffee. I'm so like We gotta do it again, guys. Because the only
1: other movie, the only other, like, feature that these guys did after that was Skyline, which, do you guys remember that movie? No, exactly. it's Skyline. I've seen Skyscraper, which is no, no, pretty no, no. fun. <laughs> Skyline is just, like, an alien invasion movie that's all set in a high-rise apartment because they didn't have the budget to, like, go outside. Really? Yeah. It's, it's bad. Wow. But, um... avpr had a cast that just fucking did it for me Mm -hmm, yeah the the amount it's all like
2: young like it almost feels like a a a jason-esque like cast because it's just like young people getting murdered right exactly
1: and and the people and they subvert expectations which is the most important thing for me yeah yeah because i wasn't happy with everyone who died but it at least surprised me yeah yeah like got me going Uh uh-huh but don't tell too many people that i like
2: that <laughs> well you just told all of the it's podcast so world bad. so it's so bad but
1: i just like i watch it more than avp1 for
2: yeah some. yeah so so that's a movie you go back like if you just want to like let's say you just want to toke up relax let's, watch a movie that's what yeah. you put like not realize no, let's
1: just say i've seen it more than once <laughs> and i've seen it more than seen twice it way more than i've seen, it, more than seen it
2: way too many times yeah that's hilarious movie, yeah yeah. mine would be oh man i, I have so many guilty pleasure ones but I don't know. I I love I love any like superhero movie. Like I'll mm-hmm. watch, I'll watch like yeah. Batman versus Superman sometimes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh I,
1: I, I own that movie, which is another guilty. You yeah, that movie. I have a lot of confessions. That's
2: great. Yeah. Yeah, stuff like that. Like, I'll just watch, like, old, either, like, 80s movies. Like, I love watching, mm-hmm. like, the Predators of the Terminator. Like, right. I, I just love going back and watching them, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, a lot of people don't like them now, but they're still fun to watch. Well, that's the
1: thing. Like, the conversation, like, Predator is a good one because we're already on it. But, like, mm-hmm. people talk shit on Predator too, mm-hmm. And to me, it's, like, at a point. We're talking about that too, yeah. Yeah, in the world and in my life where, like, it, I don't. It's not any less than the first one for me. Yeah, look, they did
2: everything. It's like the new Jurassic Parks movie. It's like they're doing everything they can to make this entertaining. Right. It's still going to be entertaining, Mm -hmm. you know? Okay, so it's not what you wanted. Right. Who cares what you want? You know what I mean? It's like someone's gonna like it It's yeah, yeah. whatever the director ha- probably had a good time you know yeah I mean, yeah absolutely yeah, yeah all right so what's uh what's like maybe the last movie you've seen recently whether it's like an old I movie watched. that you saw for the first time or um, a new movie that's out now that that you thought okay this is
1: this is a progressive move towards the, <laughs> the history um i'll give you like a kind of a grouping and tell you why like i watched i watched overlord recently
2: Oh yeah, I heard it was, it was the pretty Nazi,
1: good. It's Nazi zombies. Yeah, Nazi
2: zombies. That, 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 that's the twist, which, which so kind of gave it away in the trailer. Oh yeah, I mean, yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah. I,
1: start, I started watching it and my roommate walks in and yeah. he knows me well enough. He looks at me and goes, "What? What is this?" And I was like, "Well, it's a World War II movie, kind of." And he goes, "What is it like? Nazi zombies?" Or yeah, something? yeah, and yeah. I was like, yeah.
2: Because everything is zombies now.
1: Yeah, I mean, I guess, I guess, very simply, I'm always about like elevating the genre mm-hmm. piece because I love like genre stuff, but. Like, Overlord was, like, a pretty legitimate movie mm-hmm. on its own. Why do you think of. it stood out so much? I think because they didn't focus too much on, like, the zombie aspect. Like, relative, like the stakes for the people, the cast, like, were high. Mm-hmm. It wasn't just a, here's seven people, watch them get taken out one by one. Yeah. You know, like, there was actually an emotional core to it. And, of course, I love the B movie with an A movie budget vibe that they had <laughs> that's every like, james great. cameron movie yeah exactly before star like wars fucking awesome yeah 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 um and then another one that i watched
2: i'm oh. sorry not james cameron jj abrams that's what yeah I yeah saying, exactly
1: yeah, yeah. and um and uh another one i watched was uh oh i fucking love mandy have you seen mandy
2: i i hear it so good it's man like i've been so wanting because it was alley. super indie so it was like it wasn't playing a lot of theaters but i hear it's really cool and i so and you know what alley. I love Nicolas Cage. I think he... Like, oh yeah, I, like it's another guilty pleasure. I mean, like, I have have another yeah. like I love watching Ghost Rider, Nicolas Cage. Like I'll watch Ghost Rider over and over again because it's just oh, fun yeah. to watch. You know what I mean? That
1: was when I watched it in the theaters, and I remember coming out of it and knowing that it wasn't. It wasn't great, it wasn't good, but and, I was like, and "But and Nicolas Cage it. committed, dude." Oh yeah, I thank my mom for bringing me to that. Like Face Off, that movie. Oh great. my god! Are you god. I could <laughs> We could do a whole podcast series just about Face Off. Who have you seen Face Off? Face Off. Face Off is. <laughs> okay, it's it's like it's like during the height of height of Nicholas Cage cuz he was the best actors of their yeah, time. And they have to they play each other <laughs> trying to play themselves. <laughs> because they literally uh oh, the title works on so many levels. They literally take their face, face off. yeah, take their face off each other and then become the other person, but how then they have think, to pretend they're the same how person. How do you
2: think that they so got away with making the audience believe that this is something that they, is possible? They
1: made it in the mid 90s. They hired John Travolta and Nicolas Cage. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and yeah. exactly. That's, and, true. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. true. They Wait, who was the director of you know, Face oh, off. oh, I don't know.
2: No <laughs> yeah, but that time uh yeah. Matthew McConaughey could do anything. That was that was
1: just that was related. No, what uh, what what are, what, what, what what are we, we talking about? For what?
2: uh Sweet Home Alabama. Yeah, that was oh, yeah. pretty much more Reese Witherspoon than it was uh, Matthew McConaughey.
1: Um, face um, off. Yeah. Matthew well, McConaughey. Sweet Home
2: Alabama. That was Matthew McConaughey. No, no.
1: Raising Arizona. No, oh, Sweet Home Alabama. Sorry, I'm still on
2: Nicholas Cage. (laughs) Wait a second, wait a second. Who was was the male lead in Sweet Home Alabama? I don't
1: know, that's just so... No,
2: that was McConaughey. I'll look it up right now. Look, Sweet Home Alabama.
1: It probably was. Dude, it was during it was his Patrick rom-com Patrick
2: Dempsey Oh, that's oh. hilarious <laughs> What? No, you're talking about the white
1: dude You're just seeing the no, curly I mean, hair Oh my god you're, Yeah, yeah, yeah you you know, just I'm just thinking of every hair. 90s comedy I'm yeah. just thinking
2: Wow, it was not McConaughey it was, You know what it was? You knew it was Patrick Dempsey But you didn't want to admit it? <laughs> you fucking, you're like No, no,
1: not that fucking. Yeah, look it up. It's definitely McConaughey. Oh, it's the
2: other guy. Josh oh, Lucas. oh, Patrick Dempsey was the was the, who, the person she was supposed to be with, but she was in love with a more humble guy. Was John Lucas? Okay, the, which the, you haven't the, seen the, him in anything since Hulk two thousand and one or whatever it was. This is no literally
1: oh stealth. Oh stealth. Uh, I didn't see stealth. Aww, aww. Okay, John Travolta. I remember being uh, for Cage, that movie. <laughs> Directed by John Woo. John Woo. Yep. Yeah, before he went too much.
2: What? I not I don't even know who this guy is. I've John. never John Woo. I've oh. never seen him do anything else.
1: Yeah, John Woo is talk about hard boiled '90s action.
2: Yeah, no, I've never heard of him, but yeah, Face Off is great, man. Face Off is like,
1: oh my god, and yeah. it came out like during the. That's Rock another one of those like, like just like,
2: bad guilty pleasure. Like it's just fun to watch movies. Oh yeah,
1: but I, cool, man. I think yeah, I think Face Off's legit. Yeah, no, it's great. It's because he went, he won an Oscar and then made the rock con air and face off do you do like,
2: you use oh. letterboxd no okay so you should download it it's an app where you can uh rate and review films it's like uh-huh. a yelp i I usually nice. describe it as yelp for movie lovers uh, okay and Just um you can follow people it's like a facebook type right. of thing and you can see their ratings for films and you can see what a film is rated it's like my go-to uh. thing like oh i'm gonna go see this movie let me see what's rated on letterboxd okay if it's like a three point five or more, I go see it because it's one it, out of five stars. It
1: gives you a little bit more of a nuance. Yeah, and then vibe you get and... you
2: only get uh, audiences views. You don't get like any okay. critics. It's none of that. You okay. only get what the audience talks about. Nice. And ninety five percent of the time, it's genuine like reaction. Right. So I always use that as like a reference for movies. Oh, I'm gonna do that. And uh, I remember I left one for. For I think I put five stars for Face Off, and I wrote this movie is fucking insane. It's <laughs> that's all I wrote. <laughs> that's all I wrote for it's Face Off. Fucking bonk. Dude. <laughs> it, that's all. That's the only way to describe it. It's just an yeah. insane movie. Yeah. All right. So that's let's a, talk about yeah. music a little bit. Okay. Um, okay. What I like to listen to. Is score music. I love love score music. Oh, me too, dude. Yeah, yeah. Oh my god. Give me Hans, Zimmer, Alexandre Desplat,
1: like all these guys. Like I'm a Johan Johansson guy. Oh, through and through. God,
2: you know about Johan?
1: Oh my god, dude. The Arrival soundtrack. Oh my god.
2: Beautiful. Have you heard it? What? You didn't like?
1: Mistake, Julio. I will never listen to a single thing you ever say. No, no, I loved
2: it. I had to chase a friend who like left. Oh, okay, okay but
1: yeah johan
2: he does some serious shit man i think
1: in college in all of my in all of the scenes that we had to do i only ever used johan johansen yeah because it's just like perfect
2: because it's like he's the type of music that you want you set the mood like like and it it could be happy but it's very dark Mm -hmm. and like mysterious yeah oh he
1: toes the line between like bittersweet yeah, yeah yeah. i guess bittersweet is towing the line but yeah between sweet and like Absolutely devastating,
2: and and gu- there's guys who are in his group, not in his group, but sound like mm-hmm. him, who I also also love to listen to, are uh, uh, Johnny Greenwood. Mm-mm. Okay, he did All the right. soundtrack for uh, The Ruby Blood. Oh, okay. He's the he's the guitarist yeah. of Radiohead.
1: Oh, right, right, right. Oh, yeah. yeah, he's done like a ton of stuff. Yeah, he's done the Master.
2: Uh, he did uh, Phantom oh, I Thread. I just rewatched the
1: Master recently. Great movie, Fucking beautiful, yeah. so beautiful. I was
2: just saying, yeah, the other day I I watched. Um, Oh God! Who, what was it with Adam Sandler Punch Drunk Love oh, yeah. and Philip Seymour Hoffman in that movie is oh, so
1: fun to watch. Where do you even begin with PSH?
2: Yeah, I know, man. That RIP. guy that guy is just off So off many the
1: RIPs, dude. RIP Bill Paxton, RIP yeah. Johan. I know, I know. RIP. Johan
2: RIP. Yeah, I know it's insane. Yeah. And very recent all those guys too. Like yeah, within the last yeah. like 3 years. Well, maybe uh yeah, Philip recently. is more like 5 years, but pretty still recently. Brody Stevens
1: Wait. died today. Who's that? Wait. Oh, uh, this is breaking Wait. news. Wait, Brody Stevens dead. Brody Stevens is not even like that,
2: like that old, old soon, comedian oh, and the is. Hangover star dies at oh, forty eight. No. Oh, that's very unfortunate. He was an actor, that's so up comedian, and he died today at forty eight. Um, God. for the family of Brody Stevens, um, send you my condolences. I'm very
1: sorry. I saw him a couple times. You know, uh, do both improv and. Oh up. man! And I, I mean, he was intense for sure. Yeah, oh, that's I so sad. Guys, we've
2: talked about uh, these type mm-hmm. of things on the podcast before. If you're struggling out there, reach out, find some help. You know, it's it's important to continue to you know strive for. Oh, no,
1: absolutely. Yeah. It's like yeah, no matter yeah. how much you feel like you don't matter, like it's you know, ending your own life affects so much more.
2: I than think. Just yourself. I think honestly. um it's just because things are getting harder yeah. as it, as oh, days I go by. It. I think I think it's like by with every gener- generation things get kind of scary. You know what I mean? It's like I think we need to be able to put a mentality of like we can make the future beautiful. We can make the future Absolutely. whatever we want to be, but we just need to be those, you know, we need to be the ideal person of who we want to be and mm-hmm we we all want to be able to get through this together. So let's do this together. Let's let's be there for each other and let's just be a family because at the end of the day like this is what we have. We have friends, we have family, people who care about us and like I know I know that it's hard, but you know, let's let's try to get through this together. Yeah. All right. All right. All right so um yeah, score music's great. Yeah. Oh if, score music yeah. is my shit. Yeah. Yeah. If you can recommend any artist to anyone, well, who to be?
1: Okay. Um this is okay. So for me, music, uh a big one for me is Gerard Way. Okay, I the haven't front, heard of him. He's the frontman of my chemical romance. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, we were right? listening to him the other way. Yeah. Which is like which is like Yeah, yeah. You no, know, I get a lot of people well, are gonna that's be what, like, yeah, that's I'm our gonna...
2: generation of alternative punk. Right. You know what I mean, yeah. And like he, when I think of that, I think of All American Rejects, Fallout right. Boy, My Chemical
1: Romance, he, stuff like that. He has had he and the band have has had this trajectory that to me is just like so iconic of our generation because mm-hmm. the band originally came out of his reaction to 9 11 mm-hmm. which to me is like the moment that I came into my like second consciousness. You know, where like it turned me on to the daily show, which turned me on to Comedy Central, which turned me on to like being conscious about. How to be funny and like all this stuff. Mm-hmm. And Gerard Way's music came out of that, and every album just like builds on it and evolves past it. There's a lot of deaths and rebirths, and then he's also a comic book writer. Oh, yeah. And you know, I'm bringing it up now because I just watched Umbrella Academy and just like brought me I back. Hear it's great, it man. Me back so I, it's hard. so
2: funny that you bring it up because I hear it's honestly oh, really I good. I love it. I love it. Oh, and okay, I, I'm and, excited and, to watch it.
1: And I think they genuinely improved on the comic, which isn't to say anything bad about the comic, but like I think. You know, it's always nice to see a show do better than its original source material.
2: Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm. That's um, that's what I'm worried about because I know I read this comic called uh, Black Hammer. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you have you heard of it. I think it. I, I might have mentioned it last time, but they're kind of, uh, like they're speculating making a show out of it or just cool. making it into live action. And I'm yeah. like, I love this comic so much. I don't want it to be mm-hmm. ruined. You know what I mean? I don't want it to be like commercialized and it just becomes a joke. You know that's- what I mean? That's yeah. how
1: I felt about Umbrella Academy, yeah. and then I watched it, and it was genuinely um, great. Good. And and the thing Good. the thing with him, uh, Gerard Way that I, the reason I bring him up is, I think a lot of people who aren't already inclined to like My Chemical Romance is gonna write him write him off as just like oh it's My Chemical Romance I kind of get it, mm-hmm. but if you really do a deep dive into his work, the last so wait like,
2: does he have his solo stuff now or is it yeah still so through? he has
1: yeah he has solo stuff the band broke up in like 2012 or something cool and not um, cool but okay right, right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah um and he's just as an artist like the last 20 years he's just done so much and and they're all such different stuff and I just like fucking love it and i mm-hmm. think if you if you really want to do like a case study of like one artist during our lifetime personally i think he is He's the most exciting person to like study. Okay, cool.
2: Yeah. yeah, it's funny uh that you say that because I haven't really heard much of of him since right. Chemical Romance. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah, and like for and I guess he's not, he's he's not people... one to have to like blow it
1: about himself, you know. Exactly. Like, yeah, no, he's no, just no. like he's look, just he's just trying like,
2: to make he's trying to make his art, you know, know what
1: I mean? Quietly doing some killer art in my opinion. Cool, man. That's um, great. Yeah. And he had like and he had substance abuse problems especially after um 9 11 into the first few years and he got clean and you can you can see his journey through the art mm-hmm. so i just think it's like it's, it's just and also like the middle school part of me is never gonna let go of my chemical romance yeah i know for sure <laughs> for sure I mean? yeah
2: like some of those bands are like commercialized now like mm-hmm. Up boy you probably won't listen to now but if right, you listen now. to their songs from the 2000s like like I said, Bleak 82, you're gonna feel like a kid again because those songs are like timeless, Absolutely. you know what I mean? Absolutely. Yeah, because you love them. Because the it's like that's the music like before the Beatles, before you knew about the Beatles, those were the that's the music you listened to, you right, know what I mean? Right, right, right. That those were the
1: Beatles to you, you know, like mm-hmm. Yeah. That's those oh, yeah. that's the music that like, spoke to you, you know what I mean? The Beatles took me a long time to quote unquote get. Yeah, like, yeah, even, yeah. even then. You didn't... weren't wise enough. do no, so you it just still sound like it sounded like way. old people music. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And specifically with the Beatles, I think Led Zeppelin actually... Because oh, Led way Zeppelin
2: was out. still like, it still sounds like punk rock. Yeah. You know what I mean, it's certain aspects like, of it, yeah. yeah. Yeah, Zeppelin's the best, man. Zeppelin
1: might be the single best.
2: Yeah, for sure. That's yeah. a good choice, too.
1: Um, yeah, but like, recent music, I don't know. Like I listen to scores, and I listen to old music. Yeah. I listen to Kendrick, J. Cole, like mm-hmm. that. You yeah, know, yeah, a little that, bit of everything. Stuff. Um Flight facilities is fun. Mm-hmm. I mean, i I'm a huge Bonnie Vare guy. Bonnie so. Berry? Bonnie Vare. Bon Vare. He uh Bonnie Vare. You've heard his stuff. Maybe I have. I'm sure you have. What does he do? It's he did Skinny Love was his first song. I, I, I'm energy. sure I would have to listen, yeah. to listen to it and I'm just like, Oh yeah, I totally know this guy. He he's he he did collabs with Kanye and like Kanye was like, This guy's the best oh, living really? artist and I totally agree with Kanye about That's that. That's funny. I think Bonnie is like one of the Justin Vernon specifically. Uh, yeah, I'm,
2: I'm sure once I listen, I'd be like, oh I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah,
1: but his his stuff's all, it always gets me. Sun Kill Moon, you ever listen to Sun Kill Moon? No. That's a storyteller in music, man. Really? Yeah, because all of his songs are just like ram like his lyrics are just like the most rambly <laughs> storytelling. It's not there's no meter to his to his lyrics, but really that's another, that's another one that especially if you listen to like scores and stuff, I think would yeah, you'd like yeah, it a
2: yeah. Lot. I had to check that out. Yeah. So let's uh let's let's do this pretty quickly, I guess. Yeah. Uh what about any books that you books. you find uh sort of made things grounded for me? Anything that you kind of recommend? Um,
1: you know, there's one book that I read in high school that mm-hmm. still sticks in my mind. It's called A Pale View of Hills. Oh really? Yeah. It's a short it's the only book that I ever got assigned in high school that I sat down and First of all, that I read the entire thing of. And yeah, too, know, yeah. It was right? hard to read books in high school. But like, yeah. Yeah. Um, but I read it in one sitting. Really? Which, like 17-year-old me does not wow. read books so in one see, sitting. Wow, so you see it really stuck to you. Yeah, 27-year-old what me. What was it about? It's So it's about um, there's a, a there's a Japanese woman, and she has two daughters, and the older one uh, commits suicide. Mm-hmm. And the young it's and the frame of the story is it's the younger daughter kind of trying to talk to her mother about her older sister and why why she might have you know done this mm-hmm. and basically, her mom goes into this story about a friend she had during World War two in Japan, and it's this like drama about not being good enough for your child and like and wanting to run away with an american soldier or a british soldier i think actually and um i can't give it away (laughs) i can't give it away it's that good (laughs) but the last yeah i've never like talked about a book like a movie (laughs) right the last like 20 pages of it Oh man. It <laughs> took me like five minutes to read and then really? like thirty minutes to go back over.
2: That is so funny. Yeah,
1: Pale View of Hills. If you ever wanna feel like you're watching a movie like Arrival, but oh, in yeah. book form. Really? That's yeah, I think Wow. I think I had a similar reaction to Arrival that's, as I did. That's in incredible, man. Yeah. yeah it's and so it's good.
2: very few times where we have books that we can watch it and feel like we see the life coming like it coming to life. Exactly.
1: And the way it's worded too. Like there's like a twist that you realize is happening Mm -hmm. you know, halfway through a sentence. Yeah. Ah, that's That's cool man. What about
2: comic books? You you say you read comic books. What are some comic
1: books you recommend? I I mean I feel like I I read all the same I feel like I read a lot of the same stuff that like Yeah. A lot of people do. Mm Mm-hmm
2: um i be, you know what it is, It's because the ones that are popular are probably because they are good it's not right. like it's not like oh i don't want to read the mainstream no exactly like, at the end of the day if you read comic books that's not very mainstream yeah so you're I, you're if you're reading it because it's popular it's because it's good you yeah know i mean? pretty yeah.
1: much grew up reading any comic with a giant x on it right whether it's like mutant x yeah yeah, yeah. The uncanny x sure the sure project whatever so you like you like marvel versus dc uh I actually was always a bigger DC fan. Uh-huh. Which is why the movies are really like sad. Have you tried
2: Was it Mr. Miracle?
1: Oh, I never read Mr. Miracle. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. I think that's the uh, I, I think it's the new series actually. That's really new good. 52. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me see. Yeah. That's I have like a I list have, here. You, do you have, have Comicsology? Yeah.
1: Yeah, that's what, that's what I have. Cool. But um I hear yeah, Mr. Miracle is supposed to be really good. Um any Garth Ennis thing? Uh he does like Preacher, The Boys. The Boys is probably my single favorite comic. Mhm of all time, Mm -hmm. and they're making a show out of it now.
2: The Boys?
1: The Boys. That sounds cool, man. It's about, like, it's like a super undercover team of CIA dudes that are basically just, like, thugs off the street. It's it's cool because um, the uh, actress that plays the uh, female of the species, where she's, like, the one female in the group, Mm -hmm. um, I went to college with really so her, yeah and look it's at like that. cool to see her in this comic that i fucking that is so cool loving. man but any garth ennis thing like dark like yeah, violent yeah. stuff is have fun. you have you read saga i have not done so good i have not i keep getting yeah. it's so daunting
2: i know because it, yeah. it is it's very much like a soap opera right. like space soap opera but it's right. good it's good no it it, it, it stays that. consistent like it nice. stays good for like the, the next like 20 series oh that's cool um, um I'm,
1: I like contained stories a lot of time. Okay. Um, Day Tripper is one that I think you would enjoy. Okay. Day, it's the same artist that did Umbrella Academy. Okay. But it's just it's just it's a drama about this guy who is an obituary writer, mm-hmm. and every chapter is a different time in his life. But at the end of every chapter, he dies. Really. And then the next chapter just picks up in a different time. It could be in the future, like when he's older as if that death didn't happen but really? every chapter ends with him dying.
2: That's pretty that's pretty cool man. I like it's that. It's like
1: lot. oh it's super heavy. It's it's another one that my brain, you know.
2: Yeah. Yeah, Dark Horse Comics has yeah. a couple good ones. Like the the one I recommended earlier, Black Hammer is like probably one mm-hmm. of my favorite ones. And that one's really cool because it's a superhero comic but it's not about superheroes. It's about these I think it's like 5 or 7 superheroes are stuck in some alternate universe mm-hmm. world. And they're figuring out how they got there, and cool. they're pretty much dealing with like everyday like drama, like right. them like having to live like live together, or survive on this planet. And right. it's 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 very dark and and kind of like you know it relates to like real life situations and all that you know. Cool, and it's, big fan. And, yeah, 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 for sure. For which sure, is yeah. which is
1: why I liked Umbrella Academy too, because yeah. like the TV show version brought that aspect of it.
2: Yeah, and um, and it's better. It's nice to read those as opposed to like superhero, like you know all these like. Extraterrestrial sort of like right. stories, and exactly. it's just like I don't want to see. I want to. I want to. I want I want the drama and all that. Yeah. yeah. And
1: I, I'm like finally reaching that point in my life where I've stopped uh, fast forwarding through the talky parts, and I'm fast forwarding through the actiony parts. Yeah. Exactly. Know? Yeah. 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 Because so it's I like totally we want to read the
2: adult sort of yeah, comics, I mean, not like sex comics. but yeah, like, like
1: shit makes me cry now. And yeah. So that's yeah. Exactly. What I'm yeah. I you want. Know, I want like, that to happen. That yeah.
2: But yeah, man, that's, uh, that's, that's, sweet. yeah, yeah, we got movies, we got books, we got film. Yeah, or, we did books, that yeah. was longer than I expected. For yeah, books, for sure, so. well, because I, I think I introduced comic himself. books, yeah. so yeah, we might as well. Yeah, it's, it's, so this yeah. is the uh, question I like to ask at the end of the podcast. Okay. Um, I like to ask the guests, what is their ideal, their favorite, their dream breakfast? Wow,
1: that's not what I was
2: expecting. <laughs> I know, no one ever expects it. Okay, it's a three-part breakfast. <laughs> okay. It's
1: three-course. Sit down, folks. It's Don't get up. Breakfast. Everyone sit back down because he's got a three-part because, breakfast. Because I can't choose between all the different cultures in my life. You know what oh, I mean?
2: Oh, that's true. So that's it's like, it's a, you know, I can tie yeah, it back yeah, to yeah. myself. I hear, I hear Hawaii is very popular with the Spam. Yes, so yeah. that's
1: definitely in it. Okay, cool. So Spam locomoco. What's which, that? Which is basically, it's rice, white rice. And then usually it's a hamburger patty, mm-hmm. but I kind of want to do a spam, mm-hmm. and then uh, a fried egg and gravy. Ooh, yeah!
2: Damn, that oh, sounds yeah. divine. Did so you get that a lot as a event. kid,
1: or? I mean, yeah. When we went to it's like you know it's, it's, it's a dish at Hawaii, right? It's kind of like getting like a fancy, you know. it's
2: like it's like your eggs benedict yeah exactly yeah 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 that's so funny holy crap couldn't have it every day that sounds amazing it's so good i used to make
1: it in the dining hall where i would just like find find rice yeah yeah i'd find i'd take a hamburger patty out of a burger yeah and then just get some gravy on top of it wow that's a third of it (laughs) yeah the other one's a fucking chicken fried steak
2: Chicken fried steak yeah, for breakfast? That's like a
1: fucking country fried situation. What? That's, that's like, like see a, I'm
2: Cuban so my grandma used to make steak and eggs for breakfast. I think that's, that was like, that's like oh, traditional Cuban breakfast like steak yeah, that and eggs good. or like, yeah, like ham and eggs,
1: yeah. For me like diner food is like Pacific Northwest in my mind of like very like yeah. suburban rural Washington yeah. bacon toast and eggs yeah yeah exactly. yeah, yeah. we're like you already know the the toast question is coming you know? yeah, so, yeah 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 you know, like sourdough you know oh like, so sa- I'm yeah. gonna say which one because sourdough, sourdough
2: is probably the best bread in the world every time why is it so good I it's it's made with like sourdough starter or something yeah, like that because it's, very... it's like sweet and tangy. Yeah, yeah, yeah there's something yeah. about the tanginess of it. Have you ever had King's it's a Hawaiian? Fermenti- yeah, oh, yeah, wait, oh my god, yeah, of course, course. ducks <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's like that. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's not the same consistency, but it has right. like that sweet tangy taste, right. and you just like fall in love with it. Oh yeah, yeah.
1: I'll will eat, eat that with everything.
2: Yeah, for sure, for sure. And with
1: a gravy covered and like yeah. a little bit yolky, country yeah. fried steak on top of that.
2: So you're a fusion. You have like a little bit of like oh, Japanese. Yeah. Oh, because then got... the last part of me.
1: Oh, okay, that third bit is (laughs) a piece of cold tofu. Just like cold tofu as a block. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get some scallions on top of there. Uh, Fermented soybeans, which is I'm gonna link you to it. one time. <laughs> you have to try it at least yeah, once because I'm um, trying I'm
2: here, like, what's fermented
1: soybeans? I'll say this. a hundred percent of the people I've introduced it to have hated it. Sure, but I just grew up. I'm with
2: very it. open to food, so I'm sure I'll I'm, I'm, I, I'm I have I have a very it. hard palate. like I, I I can eat anything. Oh, I'll force it down yeah.'m yeah, I'm yeah,
1: I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, ex- I'm curious to see what you think. Yeah, but tofu with that on top and just a little bit of soy sauce simple that was the shit that i ate really? on my grandpa's lap you know what i mean like, so yeah so a block of tofu so a block of tofu with fermented soybeans on top uh-huh a fucking loco mocha with spam okay and then a country fried steak
2: damn dude that would crazy. have to be like my last
1: meal kind of thing wow you are not gonna survive those that are meal. those
2: are besides like the fried chicken i mean those are breakfasts i've never ever heard of Oh yeah, that's insane. I, I like a heavy breakfast, <laughs> but no, not even that. It's just I, I, have never would have thought like the the tofu one. I've never oh, heard yeah. of like the spam. Like I know spam, but I've never heard it in that style. That's crazy. I'd take crazy.
1: A, I'd take a cold block of the tofu over a pancake. That's crazy, man. It has to be cool, and it yeah, can't those are be those America. are new. I haven't
2: gotten that on the podcast. It
1: can't be like Whole Foods, like tofu, like tofu where it's got that outside texture. Oh really? Wait, no, where how, it, how where just, would you get like, it? Just that clean white block of just like yeah, yeah. jiggly tofu. Yeah, that's crazy, that's man. That's shit. Dude.
2: So, do you prefer, because I know there's like firm, there's like. Uh, yeah, silken. Oh, you almost, you like the, it like nice and soft, like yeah, almost, that's the, yeah, almost like butter.
1: Yeah. I think wow. that's the, that's what they call the one that's like softer than soft. Oh, On the packaging. silken? I think it's like silken or something. <laughs> Actually, they just call
2: it softer than soft. <laughs> yeah, they should. Are
1: you looking for softer than soft? I like It's my, in the back. Yeah, <laughs> I like my, uh, tofu like i like my men you know nice and soft. softer and softer Silken. than soft
2: <laughs> softer than soft cool man all right uh, so where can uh where can we find you go ahead and promote yourself you have an instagram uh, yeah i mean twitter, i have an facebook I have MySpace, have an Insta, LinkedIn. twitter
1: those are both uh under mucho Bokoop. that's my uh that's my thing can you spell that for us yeah m-u-c-h-o underscore b-e-a-u C O U P. It's basically the very much part of thank you very much in two languages put together. Mm -hmm. Muchas gracias and uh, merci beaucoup. And you put it together and it sounds like you're saying thank you, but you're just repeating yourself saying. Very much, very much. Okay, perfect. Yeah, <laughs> very much. How that? A MASH how did that come to be? It's it's from Mash.
2: Oh, okay, cool. <laughs> I cool fucking cool. love that's Mash a TV show. That's awesome. Our generation. So that's that's is that Instagram MASH.
1: or is, or that's uh... Instagram. That's Twitter. Mm-hmm. It's Fortnite. Oh, it's all the it's, same. Yeah. Cool. It's awesome. Kind of, so we I'm can
2: find of... you on there. You got any any of your directing stuff? Any of your acting stuff? That's up in there.
1: Um. Yeah, man. YouTube. YouTube. Uh, a lot of things you can YouTube. Two K Slam Show. That's a sketch group that I. And still, part of that made a lot of stuff after college. Mm-hmm. Um, Hot Chocolate Party was a, another <laughs> sketch group that I was a part that's of funny. for a while. Um, and hopefully, soon, A Fresh of Breath Air. There it is, man. And yeah, that's so my check, real plug.
2: In the future, yeah, check out our new series, A Fresh of Breath Air. So, come to you soon hopefully and uh yeah man that's 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 pretty much the gist of it we we pretty much got it all i had a great time thank you yeah thanks so much for thank you for having me